Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast, which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. We are continuing our study in the book of Acts in chapter 23, looking at verses 3 through 5, read from today's New International Version. Paul was surrounded by enemies. They were seeking his life. Having been saved from the murderous mob uh, that were at the temple the previous day, Paul was brought before the Jewish high council, that would be the Sadducees, the Sanhedrin, I'm sorry, that would be the Sanhedrin, and um, he was slapped after uttering the first sentence of his defense. And the first sentence of his defense was that I'm standing before you uh, and I feel that I have fulfilled my duty to God and all good conscience to this day. And for some reason, it offended the high priests and he had someone slap him. So let's listen to what Paul has to say. Reading Acts chapter 23, verses 3 through 5, from today's New International Version. Then Paul said to him, God will strike you, you whitewashed wall. You sit there to judge me according to the law, yet you yourself violate the law by commanding that I be struck. Those who were standing near Paul said, How dare you insult God's high priest? Paul replied, Brothers, I did not realize that he was a high priest, for it is written, Do not speak evil about the ruler of your people. Again, Acts chapter 23, verses 3 through 5, read from today's New International Version. I'll be back with insights and close with prayer. Hi, this is Hope Scott, and I pray that you are enjoying my podcast. Stitcher listeners, you can listen, like, and follow on Pandora. Five Minutes in the Word is available on your favorite podcast apps, including Amazon Podcast, Apple Music, Spotify, and so many others. Please like and follow Five Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Twitter. Again, that was Acts chapter 23, verses 3 through 5, read from today's New International Version. And again, I have to say, Paul was tenacious. That took tenacity. And let me go ahead and just share what the commentaries had to say. After he was struck, he said, God will strike you, you whitewashed wall. He must have known that such declarations would only excite the wrath of those he he was with, and that would be the Sanhedrin, and make them more thirsty for his blood. That he could address the president of the council was not only strongly characteristic of the man, being Paul, but also a strong proof that he, he was conscious of his innocence and that justice was on his side. We wish we knew how Paul said these words. It would have helped to hear Paul's tone of voice. Was it an outburst of anger 
or was it a calm, collective rebuke with that mu- with that much uh, more weight to it? Whatever the tone, the rebuke was entirely accurate and justified. The man who commanded that a defenseless man be punched in the face indeed was a whitewashed wall a white veneer of purity covering over obvious corruption whitewashed wall may refer to a practice of whitewashing gravestones and remember jesus used that analogy also this created a clean and positive appearance for what contained contained death and corruption. Paul proclaims uh, God's justice against the high priest will match his disregard for the law. And Josephus gives us a terrible picture of his violent and unscrupulous conduct. conduct. And later, because of his pro Roman politics, Ananias was brutally killed by Jewish nationalists. So when Paul said that God will strike you, his words were more prophetic than he realized. Ananias' final days, despite all his scheming and bribes, were lived as a hunted animal and ended at the hands of his own people. Okay, Paul goes on to say, For you sit to judge me according to the law, but you strike me contrary to the law. Paul exposed the hypocrisy of the man who made the command. The uh, men of the council were supposed to be examples of the law of Moses. To command to have Paul struck, struck was a fact contrary to both the spirit and the letter of the law. Deuteronomy 25, 1 and 2 says, Only a man found guilty can be beaten, and Paul had yet to be found guilty of anything. And those who stood by, uh, stood by said, Now how can you revile God's high priest? Priest! And Paul uh, instantly knew that he was wrong in his outburst, no matter how he said it. He agreed that it was wrong to speak evil of the ruler of our people. And that's in Exodus chapter 22, 28. Yet Paul excused himself, claiming he did not know that the man who commanded the punch was Ananias, the high priest. And this isn't unreasonable since Paul had been away from the council and the high circles of Jewish authority in Jerusalem for more than 20 years. Probably he simply didn't recognize the man who gave the command to strike him as the high priest. However, something he did, he did not know because Paul's eyesight was bad. And there is an inference of that in Galatians chapter 4, verses 14 and 15, and chapter 6, verse 11, as well as early written church traditions. This meeting had been called by the Roman commander, so the council members probably didn't have time to put on their official robes, 
which would identify them as as high priest. And as I read that little section in the commentaries, it said that even in the them being in the robes, there was a ritual of putting them on and a ritual for taking them off. So maybe the commanders, you know, called so suddenly that they didn't have time to do everything they needed to to put their regalia on. So, uh, but I am of the camp that Paul probably, and some of the commentators said this also, that uh, they thought Paul was being sarcastic with the idea that I didn't, I didn't think that anyone who acted in such a manner could be a high priest. <laughs> Let's pray. Father, as usual, and can't say it enough, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the opportunity to study your word. We thank you for the resources to understand your word. We thank you for the man that you sent, Paul, to uh, spread the gospel to Gentiles because who knows, we probably would still be uh, in our in our darkness serving pagans if it wasn't for the gospel. So God, we thank you. We thank you for, for the life of our Savior, uh, our Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit, and we thank you again for angels and their protection. Father, we're praying for those who need you in a special way. It could be for, again, so many different needs in today's world. We know that there are those who've lost everything in the fires in Maui. We know there are those who've lost everything in other natural disasters. So, God, we're praying for them. We know there are those who've lost friends, families, and, and loved ones. And not just the natural disasters, but the wars that are all over the, all over the place. So, we're praying for those families, Father. We're praying for continued um, help in areas where the gospel is being spread in uh, regions that's hostile to the, to the gospel. So we're praying protection for those who are in those uh, fields who are uh, missionaries to in areas where they're not safe. Keep them safe, Father. Give them, give them angel protection. In the name of Jesus, and again, we always, we're thanking you in advance for answered prayers. Amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed.